Um, I got really close to, to uh, using uh, Chichen Itza just because I wrote it down initially as Chicken Itza. Hello and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. I'm Jeff Hopkins and I'm joined by my good friends. I'm saying that because it's printed good friends. Richard Manfredi. Thanks for getting that, Jeff. We really, we, we really appreciate it. And Michael Winfield. Howdy. Richard and Michael spend most of their time arguing with each other about the Mount Rushmore of life, the four things that best represent a certain topic. They've asked me to jump in and serve as judge and jury to decide who is right on this week's topic, Wonders of the World. Who picked this one? Uh, that's all me, Jeff. Okay. Uh, oftentimes, I'll uh, kind of get trapped in like a Wikipedia like rabbit hole. I'm sure that I was looking up uh, one of these particular subjects and then... You just start. I just kept going down that path to the point where I just got super angry looking at uh, like the new seven wonders of the world. And I thought, you know, the four of us, the three of us can. Uh, God, I don't even I don't even know numbers. Right. The three of us. Numbers. One of the wonders. Uh, of the world. Oh, my God. And is the royal we he himself um, and God. We. Oh, there's our fourth. Right there. That's right. That's like right. The dog. the dog is uh, is the fourth. The three of us can figure out the four. There's there so many lists that that mean nothing that this is. A, let, let's create another list that means nothing. So, well, let's start with that list to go ahead and uh, lead us off. So I have four things uh, on my list this week. Uh, amazing things humans built. Amazing things humans claim to have built. Eighth wonder of the world and a future wonder of the world. Ooh. It's getting spicy here. So uh, the first thing on my list is uh, the Great Pyramids of Giza, which, of course, were built by the Egyptians. Or were they (laughs) Uh, around twenty five hundred years ago? No, not twenty five hundred years ago. Twenty five hundred years B.C. Yeah. And they're. You know what? They're again, still Michael, around. Michael and math, by the way, again. I'm not so good with the, the, the numbers. It's not the Rushmore math. BC was the funniest comic strip. I'm glad you're bringing it up. <laughs> mm. I think this is a really good example of uh, how humans are stupid because, <laughs> uh, look, this thing's been around for, uh, you know, 4,500 years and it's still built. So all these things that have fallen down since then, hey, make more, uh, make more pyramid shapes, guys. That's all I want yeah. to know. Egyptians yeah. nailed it. They got it right. Or, you know, I wonder how boring they, their home they. makeover shows were in Egypt. Egyptian home makeover shows were just uh, <laughs> we got another pyramid, folks. Let's see what we can do with it. Uh, Let in some light. I'm, I think I've always been fascinated with like the pyramids or just the whole like like it's a culture and a people that have built this incredible thing and the best scientists today only have like a hypothesis on how it's done. They have no idea how they drag these things. Some of, some of these stones, you know, 500 miles and they weigh 40 tons or whatever. It's amazing. Well, it's, so this also happens to be on my Mount Rushmore. Oh, this was my Mount Rushmore of things. Ancient. There are a lot of facts about it. I didn't know before I started doing the research because, Hey, it's a big pyramid. I don't know what, what I need to know about pyramids. I know that uh, mummies live there. Like actual like, like Scooby Doo mummies. No, my mom. Oh, moved. really? <laughs> when I was eighteen, she moved to uh, she moved Egypt to, to, Giza, to Giza and for for what was like work related or something. That's right. Well, she had to build a pyramid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, your mom's old, She's strong too. Doing that's, it by herself. That's true. I didn't realize it was actually had like a smooth outer surface. Like what we're seeing is actually the the, the inner core. Yeah, it had like a white smooth surface. Obviously, like like Michael said, we don't exactly know how it was built. They think there's probably some sort of ramp that was built that they could push things up. And I had always heard the story always had been, oh, it was slave labor that was used to build it. Turns out probably not slave labor. It's probably actually built by 
like these actual like worker aliens, worker aliens. Exactly. Um, they think that anywhere between 15,000 to 40,000 people were, were or aliens were working on it at any one time. My question is, do you think that was a union gig? I don't know. Trump would have fixed it if he was around <laughs> back then. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering if it was like, like if there was like some sort of like, guys, I, I know we got to get this work done. I know, but. I'm on the sundial. <laughs> I gotta wait till that thing goes from here to here. I, I can't. It's a union thing. I can't I do anything about it. Would love to see the architectural drawings. Yep, here it is. Yeah. Anything so, more complex? Nope. So it's a big pyramid. So it's, it's a just pyramid. So do you want to put like uh, I don't know windows? It no. Nope. Nope. No windows. <laughs> if you if you have windows, triangle shape. <laughs> I guess. So you're gonna lead off with that. Yeah, that's my that was my first one. Okay. And what's so compelling about the, their enduring yeah. nature? This I, so many great movies. Yeah, they're the one. They're, they're the only of the only one of the seven quote unquote original ancient wonders that are still yeah. In existence. Yeah, I mean, some of them we don't even know actually were things like the Hanging Towers of Babylon. Of, I don't even. I here's the thing about the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. I'm not even going to go to Descanso Gardens, and that's 15 <laughs> minutes away. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think the Hanging Gardens of Babylon existed. Right. It's this enduring kind of symbol of this great culture. You know, the fact that it was built, it was like 480 feet high, and it was the largest man-made structure for 3,800 years until like the Lincoln Cathedral in the Mm -hmm. 1300s was built. That was like man couldn't make anything taller than that. They tried. Yeah, <laughs> they did inverted <laughs> pyramids. They built it the wrong shape around. I always thought they were impressive until freshman year when me and my roommate Larry built the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> so we both open up with the pyramids. Should yeah, we, we I think that's appropriate. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, Richard, why don't you hit your? Yeah, I'll hit my next one. So that was um, for me. That was my wonder of the, the truly ancient world. Hmm. And like you, I've kind of got a second one, which is wonder of the how they build it world or who built it. Yeah. And that's Stonehenge. Oh, well, no one. No one knows. No one knows. Let's all just get all of We'll get all tap, of our spinal tap material out right out, now. Just blow it out right now. <laughs> which, by the way, so the story behind that in the movie is there was a Black Sabbath song um, from 1983, an instrumental called Stonehenge. And when they went on tour, their manager had a set constructed, um, except it was labeled in meters instead of feet. So it's mm-hmm. based on a reel. So so when they built it, it was actually the opposite. It was this massive, like, the stone hinges were like 50 feet tall. And it just dwarfed the band, and it made everything look totally ridiculous. Oh, I love and that. I've never trouble. heard that story. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and and so it was like they, they what they did in the movie was obviously the opposite, whereas feet instead of inches instead of feet. So it was in danger of being trodden upon by dwarves. <laughs> uh, just don't, I, I, I really love this pick. It's not on my list, but uh, it's always one of the places that I've kind of always wanted to go just because there's a weird mysticism about it. Uh, because it was built by no one knows, <laughs> right? And druids, or it, it, I think uh, England has a strange mythology about it, and it could be because of so much fantasy and like fantasy writers uh, kind of have built a lot of their world around like a myth- mythological England, right? That it seems like something right out of there. Is there and is there any wonder that is more? Well, I wonder. More, is it? Wow, wow. Is there anything that's oh, yeah. so Sorry, that, that's guys. worse? Sorry, than, everybody. Worse than my four non blondes a couple of oh, weeks ago. So it, that 
I don't know, to me, it's like, is there any wonder that is more likely to be shown being knocked over in popular culture than Stonehenge? You know, like a <laughs> European yeah. vacation thing where Clark backs into it and they all zingy. fall down like dominoes. Yeah, or like a Ernest goes to England. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they built a car park that's basically like 100 feet from the actual. Yeah. I'm amazed somebody hasn't just drunkenly like had a few too many pints at the pub, bent their elbow a bit, decided to go see it and just drove into it. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shocked this hasn't happened yet. <laughs> uh, but really they've funny. done they've done some research, and you mentioned kind of like the whole mysterious factor of it. It's where like we now know that they actually could have lifted all these huge, massive stones. They could use something like shear legs to be able to lift it up. Um, Were yeah. aliens involved? Yeah, the aliens built the shear legs and then moved it up. We're not going to build you a thing, but we'll give you some shear legs. Good luck, losers. That was a spaceship. Well, they, they, were, they were the subcontracting uh, aliens. They didn't get hired to build the thing. They got hired just to sort of, yeah. you know, supervise it. Supervise the thing. Then they had to go back in time for the Egyptian, the Egyptian <laughs> thing. Um, but they also like, you know, these giant stones that came from Marble Downs, which is like 20 miles away. And they realized that they could actually could have rolled those on logs or actually built a sled that was kind of greased with animal fat. And just sort of moved it that way. So, how old is Stonehenge? I haven't. I, uh, I didn't. This was not my five, list. It's weird. It's about five thousand years uh, old. It's pretty but, old. But it's it was built in these like stages, and there's different settlements and things that were happening around Stonehenge. They still don't know why it was built. They think maybe it was a almost like a central meeting place for all of these tribes in England to come together and share pottery and build settlements. So it might have been kind of like the beginning of what we would consider to be. England today. Um, so it's, it's, you know, to me, it's just really fascinating that it's this thing that was obviously very important and culturally significant at this period of time. And now we know absolutely nothing about it. Mm. So uh, what's your second, Michael? My next on my list is uh, things humans claim to have built, but we, I mean, we, we don't know. Uh, the Colossus of Rhodes. Uh-huh. Now, I, like that. I think this is the most, like, I want this thing to have existed. It was, you know, a, hundred foot tall statue made of bronze and iron of uh, this uh, ancient Greek warrior uh, standing over the port of uh, Rhodes. Now, wait a second. Dusty Rhodes, the wrestler, That's was right. Greek. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, he's American. Right. I thought he was. Yeah. I mean, confused by Greek. this. Um, and it was this thing that uh, apparently straddled the harbor uh, in Rhodes. So you can look up his current and see his giant. See his date, basically. <laughs> the date of Rhodes. <laughs> his giant, his giant iron dong. Just, that's such a power move. If yeah. you're the king of Rhodes or whatever. Here's the first view of them going to see me wearing a skirt with my holy wiener. So basically it'd be like if the, you built the Statue of Liberty and just had people like going right under her skirt. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Uh, so this is a built around 280 BC or so they say it stood for 50 years and then it fell down because of an earthquake or so they say uh, who knows if this thing existed I bet it was like 20 feet tall it was just some statue of some dude and like like all of these like wonders uh, or most of these I think they're all kind of built on like a good story yeah. right. or someone trying to pump it up and it was like man have you seen that Colossus of Rhodes uh yeah uh, someone was like uh yeah, yeah, it was really big. It was like 50. No, it was like uh, 75 feet. I heard it was 100 feet tall. <laughs> it is like my kickball career. The farther <laughs> I get from it, the better it was. 
Okay, so uh, Richard, do you want to go into your third then? Is that what this is for you? E- yeah. We agreed on pyramids, then you came with stone. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We're good here. So uh, my next one is Wonders Natural. Mm. And also Wonders I've actually seen, Ooh. which is the only one that will be on this list, and it's the Grand Canyon. All right. And it is a... Folks, I've been there before. Let me tell you something. Oh, stop bragging. It, it is a grand canyon. It's not just a big canyon. It's not, not, a, not a large canyon. It's not a yeah, pretty good canyon. It's... It, it's it's one of those things, like, a lot of times you go... Can to, the Colossus of Rhodes straddle the Grand Canyon? <laughs> I bet he could back in the day. Well, before he could, because he was a lot more limber, could do the splits, could really kind of get <laughs> yeah, down there. But kicks. Yeah. yeah. Got older, kind of calcified a little bit, had We're trouble We're talking about it. David Lee Roth, it sounds like it. <laughs> Pretty much, okay. yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, a lot of times you go to these tourist type of things or these natural spots. It's easy to be underwhelmed by it or feel like it got oversold on it. And I don't know, have either you two been to the Grand never Canyon? Never been. Wow. It's, it's I've never I've never even seen the movie. The <laughs> Grand Canyon. Oh, that, that's what we're talking about, right? I'm talking about the towering beauty majesty of Kevin Klein's beard in this movie. Is that what we're <laughs> no, discussing? No, actual, oh, shoot. actual physical place. No, it's it's you know, it's and for me, who is somebody who is deathly scared of heights, it is a fascinating place for me to go kind of look slightly over the edge and then run back to my car and sit there for about an hour. The thing I like about the Grand Canyon is that like, it seems like the ideal transport is still a donkey. <laughs> how, did that, how did that ever become like, they're just like, well, we can build some stairs. No donkey donkey. You got to get donkey. down it on a donkey and, and that's it. So fun, funny story about getting down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Be um, a donkey. With be you a donkey. You can't turn a Prius into beef jerky when you're done with it. <laughs> Donkey wins I've, today. I've, I've tried that I've before. Tried um, the original uh, Spanish conquistadors who are, had come over in 1540, they tried to get to the bottom of the canyon from the south rim. They got tur- they turned back about a third of the way down because they ran out of water. Because apparently you don't have a concept of water in Spain <laughs> or it might get hot. It's all wine. It's yeah, all wine. it's just paella <laughs> and just getting drunk off of it. Um, and then they had Hopi Indian guides and they actually speculate that the guides knew how to get down to the bottom of the canyon a lot faster, but they didn't want the conquistadors to get down to the river. <laughs> so they just took them on this really screwed up route to make them have to turn around and go back, which I, just, I don't know. I, there's, I, I just I just find that to be just an incredibly great story. So the uh, Grand Canyon's getting bigger, right? Yeah, yeah. It's... Um, you know, it was created by the Colorado River. It actually was just where it started cutting in about five, six million years ago. So, yeah, every year it's it's now it's, I think, 18 miles across and a mile deep. So it just kind of gets cut into it. And it's, and it's fascinating to me because apparently the rock record off the, you know, where you can see the different layers, mm-hmm. it actually shows 40 percent of the entire Earth's history. Wow. And that just blows me away. I mean, it's just I mean, because when you hear about things in context of. The entire history of the Earth, you always hear like, well, you know, this thing was around for 10,000 years, but that's actually only like, you know, 0.01% of the Earth's history. Mm. There's something that shows 40% of the Earth's history. That's just absolutely fascinating to me. All right, Winfield, what do you got? Uh, my third one is the eighth wonder of the world. Let me see if I got the math right. Third one, eighth one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is King Kong. Ooh. <laughs> now, uh, King Kong is great, although I don't know how they explained him fighting Godzilla. Mm-hmm. In King Kong versus Godzilla, because Godzilla is the size of several, you know, he's a skyscraper. 
yeah. height. King Kong is. He hangs out on a skyscraper. He's anywhere from 25 to 50 feet tall, depending on what movie or in incarnation of it is. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty big. That's not that big. Yeah. But has, I, has, has, has Godzilla ever made time with any uh, starlets like Jessica Lange or uh, Faye Ray? That's or a good Naomi point. Watts? I don't I don't think he's got that uh, the same panache. No. That same yeah, winning yeah. smile <laughs> thing that King Kong has. And ability to ice skate, Is according to Peter Jackson, apparently, which, oh, geez, let's not get started <laughs> with that. Let's, uh, Unbelievable. Bad. My favorite moment of that movie is when they're running past some dinosaurs to find the big monkey. Like, hey, guys, <laughs> film those dinosaurs? Right. Know, there's like 20 of them. Not just lizards. We've, we've seen lizards hey, before. It's just a bigger lizard. Yeah. Was, uh, uh, King, is it true that King Kong was Hitler's favorite movie or something? That he... What? Yeah, I remember hearing that he, he felt like he was... He identified with this colossal... Creature. I don't. I I, 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 I. I. don't think King Kong was very Aryan. What do you like about King Kong? I like the. I like the marketing, like as an eighth wonder of the world, I like the marketing aspect of yeah. it. Kind of like the Colossus of Rhodes and all this other stuff that never really existed. Yeah. But I like that uh, this giant thing, this one-off was captured and then they immediately put it on Broadway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, like there was no scientific, uh, um, you know, in, originally there was no scientific no aspect of it. Yeah. It was like, how could this, yeah. how could this creature, it was just like, put him on the stage. I just love that they, <laughs> the King Kong guy hired the marketing team for Rodgers and Hammerstein and said, let's, let's just put him right on Broadway. Well, it's, it's, it's very kind of like Mickey Rooney, Andy Hardy. Kind of, let's yeah. put on a show, let's everybody, show. with a giant 50 foot gorilla with a few chains. What could go wrong? <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it's just a, a like a magical, strange, it, it's something that like everyone that you know can't exist anymore or maybe it does. Is there a Skull Island well, out there with a giant gorilla on it there? It's fascinating about that time. But think of the technological innovations that were connecting people from across the world uh, or things that scientifically into people were being asked to deal with that were now become every day that were just kind of magic, like airwaves going through mm. the sky that had radio on them, and you could somehow be connected to people in other countries. Uh, so I think at that time, people were so used to just having their minds blown that the idea of this giant, you know, sea creatures that we were finding due mm-hmm. to, to sea exploration that were on a scale we'd never imagined before. So, so like maybe, the 20,000 leagues under the sea sort of thing? Yeah, I guess like the Jules Verne having the ability to... Uh, Align science to deliver something that is, is it supernatural or is it just speculative science? I mean, I remember, you know, and I don't remember, but I remember seeing the footage years, obviously years later of before I was born of, you know, the rocket launch hitting the, the man on the moon in the eye <laughs> and Neil Armstrong stepping out. Yeah. I remember that. That's so it was yeah. amazing. They get Jewel fruit. Two things. No, no, no totally. <laughs> totally remember that smashing pumpkins video. <laughs> okay. So we've each got our third, so you've got to come out strong. I'm not going to tell you who I'm voting for right now, but I clearly have a winner in my mind, but uh, Richard, you, you're up. Well, I am also going with the eighth wonder of the world for my, uh, Last choice here. A um, little bit different. Slightly smaller than King Kong, but only by much. Baby Kong, please oh. be King, King Kong, Godzuki. son of Kong. Godzuki. It's Godzuki. Guys, it's Donkey Kong Jr. That's everybody. right. <laughs> no, it is. I, I may actually take this this person in a fight over Donkey or King Kong, though. Um, I'm going with Andre the Giant. 
billed as the eighth wonder of the world um, by more marketing by Vince McMahon Sr. Originally, um, when he brought him over to wrestle and he would basically manage him and he would send him to the different regional promotions, you know, to the south or to Texas for like four to six months at a time and then send him somewhere else because he was such a special attraction. They didn't want to just sort of like burn him out in one place. So they didn't want to put him on chains and put on him chains on Broadway <laughs> and on Broadway. Yeah, they did try Andre Sings once and it just did not. I am guys, And it didn't go very well. Um, so he was born in Grenoble, France. Obviously, he was born with gigantism. Uh, by the time he was 12, he was six foot three and 240 pounds. Eventually grew up to be seven four and 520 pounds. Now, was that is that accurate or is that? More yeah, that's just, pretty uh, accurate. That was, that was actually pretty accurate, certainly by the end. I know. I know by in like in his later day, he looked big, but he didn't look. I, I mean, I'm sure that, like his spine started to get. Yeah. How hor- what, a, what a horrible, tragic figure. I mean, just yeah, kind of really. like King Kong was like just he's this giant one off man. Well, that so every, just, yeah. just just performs. And that's the only thing he well, really so everyone can do. knows. Like, I mean, the big. Do you know that like King Kong biplanes were continually flying out <laughs> and shooting? <laughs> right. Really made some of the wrestling matches a little difficult to. Uh, swatting them. <laughs> so like the big famous wrestling matches, him and uh, Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania three. And I didn't realize he actually was wearing a back brace under his singlet because his back was so screwed up by that point, which good times. Um, Another fun fact, when he was a kid growing up in France, he had trouble getting to school because he was too big for the bus, literally too big for the bus. So he wound up getting a ride to school every day in the truck of a friend of his dad's. I've heard this story. His dad had helped him, had helped this guy build his um, kind of chalet or whatever he had in France. And it was Samuel Beckett. The oh, uh, wow. waiting for Godot. Wow. Yeah. He would just had moved to had a, a place in France. Andre, the giant's dad had helped him build it. He found out that it, that Andre had trouble getting to school. So he just let him ride in the back of the truck. <laughs> they asked him later and Andre said, well, mainly we just talked about cricket. Um, amazing. But the paper boy, uh, Gerard Depardieu. Used to. I like I like how that ultimately the story about, you know, that story ends with uh, Andre the Giant, famed wrestler, just talks about normal things. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I, I guess, you know, wrestler and actor. That's right. Let's not forget yeah. some of some of his roles, including Sasquatch in the six million dollar man. Dagoth, the horned resurrected god killed by Conan and Conan the Destroyer. I always thought uh, I saw uh, that's one of those strange things where he's just in this horrible process. Conan the Destroyer is terrible. Uh, but like the yeah. costume that he wears at the end is just so ridiculous. It looks just like it's it looks just as lumpy. He looks like a lumpy like a uh, rhinoceros creature. <laughs> it's awful. Right. I, I, and I guess obviously the movie we all know him for would be The Princess Bride. Um, which, as Fezzik, the uh, giant, showed his range of being able mm-hmm. to talk yeah. and rhyme mm-hmm. and hit things. Yeah. So a couple, I just have a couple of stories. There's a, Carrie Elwes um, had a book that came out, I think, a year or two ago, kind of his stories about the Princess Bride. It's a really good read if you're a fan of the movie like I am. A couple of Andre stories. One, when they would be on the set, they'd be shooting and be very cold. When Robin Wright would get cold, Andre would just put his hand on her head. And it was basically the size of a hat. And it just keep her just warm. Ra- just palm her like a basket. Basically just palm her like a basketball or something. Um, and the second story, and, and Andre was pretty famously known for someone who, when he drank, he didn't drink a lot all the time. But when he did, he really could put him down. Apparently his favorite drink was called the American, which is basically they just take all the liquors they had and pour it into a 40 ounce Stein. And he would have like four or five of those in a night. 
And of course, partially it was because his back and everything hurt so much. That's kind of how he self-medicated. That sounds uh, that sounds like one of those like apocryphal stories that that creates them to be one of the eight, one of the right. wonders of the yeah, world America. where like, well, this guy once ate an entire horse. <laughs> Did you? Well, well, he had to because at, he was a giant. Because, yeah. I mean, this guy once uh, drank all the alcohol <laughs> in every bar in one city. Well, why? Well, he's, he's a giant. How big he is? Of course he, he has to. So they did the table read for it. And apparently he was a, had got concerned that he wasn't going to be able to really stand up to the acting of the other people in the, in the movie. So I kind of got depressed, went out, got super drunk, passed out in the lobby of the hotel on his way back. So picture it. It's like three in the morning. The seven, four or 500 pound guy just passes out in the middle of the lobby. You're the night guy. Oh, sir, we really need you to wake up now. And this giant lump of a man won't get up. What are you? Are you going to pick him up? Are you going to get a forklift in to pick him up? So basically what they did is they just went and found some velvet rope and just put it around him <laughs> and just told the, the guests and the staff just walk around him yeah. until he wakes up. And then about nine in the morning, he woke up kind of like just top just stepped over gingerly over the velvet. Well, he, rope. Thought, he thought he was in a wrestling, in a wrestling ring, <laughs> just went right over the top and just went back to his room. Like, like nothing had happened. Ate all the continental breakfast <laughs> and then ate all the continents. <laughs> the entire continent. Cause he's a giant, you know, he's a giant. He yeah. can do that. All right. You're number four. Mike. My last one is something that, um, in the future we'll look back and tell stories upon about, uh, I, I saw some stuff on like the new Seven Wonders that was like, oh, the internet. Come on, you jerks. Or like the Golden Gate Bridge. I get it. It's a big bridge. 100 years, 1,000 years. We're going to be talking about the Great Wall of Trump. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Which this thing is going to be, I mean, it's going to be bigger than you can imagine. Is it going to be be classy? Now it's going to be 10 foot bigger just oh, because just of that because, question oh, you okay. asked. Uh, What's this, it going to be made out of? Uh, probably gold. Oh, no. All the best materials. I forgot. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm talking to David Gilmore from Pink Floyd to help me with this wall. <laughs> uh, we tried to get Roger Waters in. He wouldn't do it with Gilmore. They still got a thing. But I can work it out. I'm a negotiator. That's what I do. Uh, this, uh, Rapper Paul Wall will be there. <laughs> You don't remember him? <laughs> this guy, this guy Wizard, Wizards guard, John Wall. We're going to get him in. This guy is so great because he has no idea. Like, do you think when they when they started to build the uh, the Great Wall of China, a real wall that will that does exist and will exist for forever, not like this imaginary wall. Do you think when they started, they had any concept of how much it was going to cost? They just started building the wall. Right. And it took them. Hundreds of years. It, they, they didn't build it at one time. They built it in sections. But uh, I love the idea. I love the idea of this maniac wanting to construct a wall that uh, is going to be huge, is going to repel, uh, I guess, yeah. degenerates yeah. And, and smugglers. Um, but is like the area that he has to build it over is nearly impossible. Uh, John uh, Oliver on his show a couple of weeks ago had this great segment about the people that it will displace and where it's going to go and the rivers it has to span. And it's just, it's like this, it's literally this impossible thing yeah. that, uh, uh, the things Trump promises to his followers kind of imply an intellect level that I just can't believe. It just sound, almost sounds like a, and it's always seems to be reactive. Oh yeah. 
Well, I'm gonna build a wall. <laughs> it's gonna keep the bad people out. He uh, he recently posted something on Twitter because that's his basic, you know, his great means of communication. Yeah. Uh, it was a video of like some smugglers, you know, coming over from Mexico, saying, "See, we need this wall to keep them out." They were climbing over a wall. <laughs> they were on the other side of the. Wall. They made it over. They, they didn't really keep them out. Well, it wasn't the classiest wall, though. That's right. It was just. Wall. It was a regular wall. And I, I hate to put this on here just because, you know, it's never going to happen. But I, I, I had to think of something that could be so grand. And like in my head, I, you know, and I'm sure in his head, it's this thing that is 100 feet high. It's longer than you will ever know. And it's, of course, going to have these big gold letters that say just a Trump just emblazoned across it that you can. It's always within like your eyesight. All right. So uh, we've uh, each registered our four Mount Rushmore choices. And we're going to take a short break and be right back. Jeff from the Mount Rushmore podcast here. If you listen to any podcast that's not our podcast, make the Wild Brunch podcast. Joe and Alex, they review movies and they pit them against their favorite pastime, eating brunch with each other. Go check it out. So Michael and Richard have each registered their four choices for the Mount Rushmore of Wonders of the World. And now it's the judge's turn. This is my time to register one, not four, just one meager choice. And my choice... Here uh, come the judge. Here come the judge. Here come the I judge. was considering the Colossus of Rhodes, but instead I went with these colossal Randy Rhodes guitar solos. Okay, we're back. Um, you're welcome. And Ooh, there's a lot of agreement here. You know, these guys both agreed on the pyramids of Giza or just the idea of pyramids in general, how cool they were. And, of course, we all love Andre the Giant. Who doesn't want to obey giant being Andre? <laughs> uh, but uh, Richard had some really great choices, the pyramids, Stonehenge, the Grand Canyon, and Andre the Giant. But I just love Michael Winfield's kind of maniacal obsession with these straddling men who walk the earth. <laughs> the Colossus of Rhodes, who he desires to kind of ferry his boat under his skirt to see what he's packing. And uh, King Kong, who climbs above Michael on a giant building. And, and he can also look up at his giant <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I know where this is going. <laughs> uh, you, you brought it there. And, of course, Donald Trump's um, giant wall, which he erects. And Michael uh, you know, smiles adoringly on it. So, But I really like the idea of um, all these choices that Michael says. So Michael's the winner of all this right, go me. week's Mount Rushmore podcast. <laughs> Michael's ego is now the eighth wonder of the world, by the way, guys. Okay. It's probably built by aliens. In a way, we're all winners, but you, the audience, are the biggest winner because we want to invite you into the dialogue. Join us on our Facebook page, Mount Rushmore Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at MT Rushmore Pod. And of course, you can go to the Mount Rushmore Podcast website where you can follow, subscribe, you can click, you can react, you can leave comments, you can do all that kind of stuff. Uh, thanks so much. This has been Jeff. This has been Richard. And Michael. And we'll see you next time.